Welcome everyone to the Comfortable Being Uncomfortable podcast, where we discuss topics that will push the limits in order to have an honest and transparent conversation. Please join us after the following messages from our sponsors. Yo, what's up? It's Doc Ronnie Mack. Hey, when you catch me on the street, I'm always rocking my above average clothing. So check them out online, www.aboveaverage.online. Or check them out on IG, the underscore above underscore average. The newest hip hop urban clothing out there. Disclaimer, the following ad contains a product that uses nicotine, a highly addictive chemical. The Hookah King is back and in full effect. District Hookah, your local DMV hookah specialist is back, serving you at your favorite D.C. area nightlife locations. But even better, special in-home hookah deliveries and setup, and now offering countrywide delivery for your hookah desires. Go to www.districthookah.com or find them on Instagram at district underscore hookah and place your order right now. Positive Inc. was established in 2012 to create an industry of apparel that fosters positivity by creating attire and accessories with positive affirmations and manifestation on them. To support this black-owned company, go to www.positiveinc.co. When I'm looking at a chill after the show, I go to the Tinderbox Bar and Cigar Lounge located in Waldorf, Maryland, with the largest walk-in humidor in the entire area and those really, really tough-to-find brand cigars that you just can't find anywhere else. The Tinderbox in Waldorf, Maryland is my spot that I go and hang out to be treated like family. Raj and Josh, the managers at the place and the owner at the place, man, they really treat you like family when you come through the door. And the huge selection of liquor that they have from all over the world just can't be beat. So when you are looking for a place to go and chill and have a good time, make sure that you swing through to the Tinderbox of Waldorf, Maryland, and hit up their website at tinderboxwaldorf.com or give them a call at 301-374-9100 and tell them they're comfortable being uncomfortable sent you. When you walk in a tinderbox, your family. Yo, what up, 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 what is up? Yes. We are back right here, comfortable being uncomfortable. I'll give a shout out to everybody, man. We appreciate y'all coming in, tuning in on this uh, Sunday. Uh, man, we got a lot to talk about, man. And uh, if, if y'all notice, I didn't do my usual 
extra loud. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Uh, because there's a lot of stuff going on, man. We got to talk about it. <sighs> oh, man. Mm. <sighs> Rob, I got you in the building. What's up, man? How you How you feeling? How you doing? How you live? I'm doing good, bro. What's up, man? You know, What's up, everybody? You ugly, bro. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Yo, we right out there. Yeah, we not even 10 <laughs> seconds into the joint. I'm just messing with you, dog. I'm just messing with you. You I'm know chilling, me, man. Chilling, man. You I'm know good. me, man. Come on, man. You know I'm going to mess with you. Uh, everybody give a big a round of applause to Trent. He's here. It's like Catfish 101. Hey, what's up? Blah, blah. What's up, Trent? How you feeling? How you doing? I'm great, man. Happy to be back on the show. Thank you, Crystal, for filling in once again. Miss Chris. Thank you, Miss Chris. And so where was you at, Trent? What, what, what was going on? I had a, I had a friend's baby shower um, in D.C. It was it was good, man. It was it was a little co-ed baby shower. It went real well. Burned up. Bleakity, bleakity, bleak to the baby. Yep. <laughs> one of my first friends when I moved to D.C., so I had to be there. So, everybody, man, look, man, I know y'all noticed that uh, Rob and uh, Trent, I have on uh, comfortable being uncomfortable T-shirts that we had made, so we will definitely be rolling that out. Uh, shout out to our our man at uh, Rock Bottom LLC, man. If y'all listen to the music at the beginning, doing the intros and the outros and the mm. commercials and everything, that Rock Bottom LLC out out of uh, Virginia Beach. Big shout out to Keith. Hey, look, if you are looking at uh, a way to uh, sponsor or get your black business or any small business out there. Go to arcoutlets.com, man. Arcoutlets.com is the website to go to to promote your platform and be noticed by all the uh, people in the community so that way you can take a shop and all that good stuff. Big shout-out to Arc Outlets. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. What we got in the cup? Because we, we got to talk about what we got in the cup, and then we got to jump right into it because this, this joint is, is going to be a long show. Mm. What y'all got? What you got, Rob? Man, I got me my favorite drink in the entire world. An old fashioned. It is. It's sophisticated yet simple. <laughs> that's that's what it is. It's and we got it in the, the you know got it in the logo glass. You know what I mean. And it's sophisticated yet simple. Um, it's very tasty, but at the same time, it's anybody can make it. Say a uh, sophisticated drink for three sophisticated <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> I miss okay, that. George Bush. <laughs> Did I mess up the word already? Sophitica Kitty. <laughs> and my second old fashion. <laughs> oh, oh, what is going to be a long it's show? going to be a long show. It's going to be a long show. Yes, sir, man. Look, man, y'all know we do this segment every week, man. Well, we got we got to zoom in on Trent, man, and see what's going on with Whoa. Around the Horn. What's going on, everybody? So the first thing we got to talk about, um, woke up the other day, man, uh, this hit, uh, the uh, the king, uh, Chadwick Bossman passed away uh, at 43 years old from colon cancer. Uh, man, dude, that, that, I mean, I don't want to chalk up anything about, you know, oh, this is just another, you know, thing that happened in 2020 because, you know, cancer is real. He's, he was dealing with it for four years. Um you know, I know the personal side of, of cancer as well, uh, so I don't want to just say, "Oh, it's just another bad thing in 2020." But man, it's this is it's getting it's rough, man. It's getting hard. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, being the only guy on the on the entire, you know, being the only guy on the show that's 
over 45. Man. Well, I'm 45, yeah. But real, but real rap. Yeah. Like I implore you, if you're a 45 year older, go get a colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm I'm letting you know right now. I'm contacting the VA very very soon, and 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 see if I can schedule one for myself. I've never had one before, but I really do. Like I've lost several friends, and now you know, now we lost like a you know basically like a damn you know action hero, mm-hmm. you know to to colon cancer, and it's it's real. You know what I mean? So yeah. I am I'll like m- tomorrow, you know, I plan on scheduling an appointment to go get a colonoscopy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was it, my dad. He, um, he, uh, so my gra- his dad, uh, he passed away from colon cancer. And so my dad, man, he's been doing like, uh, colon cleansers for a long time, right. Cleaning out your system and stuff like that. And then, you know, if you're, you know, not at that age, you still do, you know, clean, you know, in your colon and stuff like that. I mean, there's yeah. there's so many cleanses out there. But the man. doctors, I think the doctors recommend like when I was going through my, uh, my special forces physical, mm-hmm. they that was the very first time I ever had. And and I'm going to be a little graphic here for a second, but it's all in the, in the interest of medical health. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the very first time I ever had a uh, prostate exam. Yeah, and and, and it's required mm-hmm. for everybody to go through to get a class A SF physical, and it's very uncomfortable. But the doctor told me, I, you know, they come out and they tell you your results, mm-hmm. which is awesome, you know. And, and so, you know, everybody, and when you hit a certain age, 45 or older, you're expected to go and get a, you know, get an exam. Yeah. But, um, you know, I was a kid. I was 25, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody go do that. Real right. For, for sure, for we sure. Want, we, want you, we want you guys to stick around and watch us for the years to come. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, man, that's, you know, shout out a, you know. Man, that's a tough one. Um, R.I.P. to Chadwick Boseman. Black Absolutely. Panther. Our Black yeah. Panther. Our, Our superhero. You a superhero. It. Yeah. Our superhero. Yeah. yeah we, a matter of fact, we all going to do it <laughs> one time. Yeah. We yeah. all going to do it for one time. For sure. Everybody, one time. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Rest in peace, bro. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, so we have a, uh, you know. And a Howard University grad. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um. Couple of things, man. I, I, I'm not sure if you wanted to talk about this, Ron. About the, uh, you might you, you have a little more information about the uh, the NFL false. Oh yeah, positive. man. Oh, um, so so check this out, man. Uh, a large here's the thing about these false positive COVID testing in the NFL. So over the last week, a lot of teams had false positives mm-hmm. with COVID. So it was a it raised the question of, all right, hey, you know, uh, how much of this information do we take? How much of this stuff do we take? And run with when we know that there has been situations where tests have been are, are false positives, and you got players that are supposedly who test, and which is why they do it every day. They yeah. test every day. That and must be a miserable thing. It is, but oh, but this is the, one of the reasons why they test every day because we had these false positives, and uh, a lot of teams are looking at uh, some some new things to do, and um, you know, hopefully that that kind of stuff can can get rectified over the next few weeks. And these are the problems you have when you rush. When you rush, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, there's and um, I mean, the NFL also is not the only people that um, you know have been you know been talking about false positive as well. There's been, I mean, just people in just cities and states that were that are talking about, oh yeah, like there's been a, a bunch of false positives and false negatives, or whatever. So it's like you know how accurate are the testing and all this other stuff. So like that's a whole that just adds a whole a layer to all this, man. It's it's wild, man. You know, yeah. Um, but going, you know, going into the next topic. Oh my goodness! So, <clears throat> oh my goodness! Did y'all see what what Terry Crews once again 
tweeting nonsense when nobody is talking to him. Nobody when I'm like, okay. So <laughs> Terry Crews, let me let me look. Terry Crews, everybody else is tweeting about, you know, everything from the protests, you know, to the conventions, to, you know, sports, everything. But not Terry Crews. Terry Crews decided he wants to say, <laughs> let's boycott Magic City. Mm-hmm. And then say Black love matters. Now, this is the same dude, <laughs> right, that just, I mean, he keeps, uh, okay, first of all, we need to go ahead and just, you know. End him? Like, just, just cut him out? Let's, you know, we need to have the, the little draft, the, the, what, the, the racial draft that Dave Chappelle <laughs> is talking about, right? Let's go ahead and replace him with Max Kellerman or somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> and just get rid of him because he just, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know why he continues to to post things that are has one has nothing to do with the subject at hand. Um, I, I don't. Like, I like Terry Crews. I, li- I like Terry Crews as an actor. I think he yeah. was hilarious in White Chicks, but I think he wasn't acting in White Chicks. I think he was being Terry Crews. Well, well <laughs> isn't this the same guy that complained about some producer fondling his balls or something like that in order to get a role in a movie? I mean, yeah, you're, you're six foot one hundred. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you're six foot one hundred. You got like less than three percent body fat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you go let some man stick his hand up your up your butt like to get a role in a movie. Like, come on, man. You know what? Yeah. And it's hard to take. It's hard for me to take him seriously. I, right. I love the Old Spice commercials though. I mean, yeah, yeah but that, that other dude was better though. What's his I'm name? on a horse. Yeah, the dude right. on a horse. Yeah. yeah. But like Terry Crews, also, man. I don't. I don't. Look, he also, a lot of people are talking about allegedly, right? He had issues with he was buying sex workers and he had a, he admitted he had a porn addiction and stuff like that. So it was like. And so does Charlie Sheen. So does, so, <laughs> <laughs> so does half of Hollywood. They got a porn addiction. They're called children. <laughs> oh, no. Woo! Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so Terry Crews, uh, if we had a another, uh, I know we got the wild of the week, but man, we got to add two people on that joint, man. Terry Crews, Terry Crews, one of them. You come on, man. You just just sorry. I like you, Terry. Terry Crews need to go away. That's what he need to do. Where you where you want him to go? South Dakota. Nah, he need to go to like uh, Fiji. Just go <laughs> somewhere where nobody's here. <laughs> Just go right. Um, go where nobody knows his name. Yeah, <laughs> I want to go where nobody, nobody knows. Nobody, nobody, nobody knows. All right. So the next topic. Um, if you guys uh, guys have been following, you know, NBA, MLB, uh, even Major League Soccer, um, you know, uh, a lot of people in the sports where WNBA they've been doing uh, their version of boycotting um, in certain ways, and so like. The Milwaukee Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they started it off. They they ended up um, walking off the court and boycotting their uh, playoff game. Um, and then Orlando Magic's who they were who they were uh, playing against followed suit. And then the rest of the league followed suit. And then WNBA as well. And then also MLB. The Brewers uh, did the same thing. They you know in the walking on the field, postponing. And then I think it was like three other uh, um, Major League Baseball games that did the same thing. Wait a second. I don't mean to interrupt you, but mm-hmm. let me let me ask you a quick question. Yes, sir. I knew it was coming. So, I want I want everybody to to hear me when I say this. Did you just tell me? Did you just tell us? Yes. Out here in in in, in the world, that the Milwaukee Bucks walked off the court. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't their fucking owner a racist? <laughs> 
The Bucks? The Bucks. I don't I don't think I, I, mean, I don't think I heard anything like that. I mean I don't who hold it. Who was the old white dude that, that was a, that had to that sell the, the team? That was the Clippers. Oh, oh yeah. that was the Clippers. That yeah. was Don that was uh, uh Don Sterling. Yeah, that was the for Clippers. For the Clippers. That's it, that's it. Yeah. I was about to say, like yeah. what? Like the dude that writes your paychecks basically hates <laughs> but, your but, brown ass skin. But here, like, here's, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. It shouldn't even be like that. It shouldn't oh. even be about that. You know, and, and you made a you made a stark point where a lot of these athletes a lot of these sports, NFL, MLB, um, WNBA. Um, shout out to the WNBA. Shout out. I know a couple yeah. of players are awesome. But predominantly, predominantly, <laughs> predominantly uh, African-American athletes, right? You know what I'm saying? African-American athletes. Yes, yes. And they have white owners. You know, oh, yeah. and a lot of teams don't realize or know where their white owners stand on the social injustice issues right now. And that's the problem, you know, the the Green Bay Packers. And y'all, you all know that I follow the Green Bay Packers because that's my team and, you know, I got a cousin that plays for them. Mm-hmm. But the reason their pre, their their owner, the president, came out and made a comment, you know, and it, it, it ruffled some feathers because a lot of people in the Green Bay community are like, hey, shut up and play football. Yeah. And that's the wrong answer. Yeah. And I, and I commend those sports organizations that have stood up and said, you know, hey, we're going to do this and do that. The one thing that I questioned the most was um, these boycotts and not playing and everything like that. What's the end route? What's the end cause? Mm-hmm. LeBron James was chastised over the last couple of days by, yes, Steve, by Stephen A. Smith, of all people. He need, he need to go away, too. Yeah, Stephen A. Stephen A. Stephen A. People. Stephen A. People. Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith was the main one chastising him, saying that, hey, you know uh, – he was rubbing the young guys wrong and all the stuff like that when he would, they had, yeah, when they had the meeting and yeah, everything heard, yeah. and saying that uh, the message that he was portraying wasn't being receptive by the young players. Wait a second. And this is a kid that entered the fucking league. How old was LeBron when he walked into the damn, into the damn 18, locker room? It was 18, 17 or 18? 17 or 18. Yeah. The hell with college. He went right into the league. Yeah. You know, just like my man Kobe. He is you the know, leader of the NBA of the NBA when it comes to these players. I mean, you I mean, got Chris I don't know Paul, if he's who's so over much the a leader, but he definitely he's, he's, knows what it's like to be in different positions throughout the league. Yeah, but, but, I mean, he's he's looked at as as a leader in that organization, right. which is why you know uh, him and Chris Paul had uh, conversations with like uh, Barack Obama, and then who who else? Oh, Michael Jordan as well uh, was was operating in between as, as a media. But I'm like, one Stephen A. I don't know where, where he's getting his sources from. I don't know either. But here's the thing, and and it's and it's it's problematic because it's like we all we talked about this a couple weeks ago, Rob. Crabs in the barrel. Crabs in the barrel. Crabs in the barrel. That's Stephen A. So so while you have take it easy now. While while you have while you have somebody who's Stephen a. who's been Philly, who's, who's right, in the we, league. We stick up for each other. <laughs> Forget about that. Well you have somebody who's in the league, yeah. like LeBron, yeah. prominent figure, you know, doing a lot of social justice things, built a school, and a lot of people like said, Oh, your school's whack and all this. No, the school is actually doing pretty good. I won't get into the logistics and the numbers on everything but with that school. But LeBron walked out of that meeting because the players boycotted without a plan in place. And he told them that if you don't have a plan in place, there's no reason for us to boycott. And if we don't, if we don't stand together and say, all right, this is what we want to do. And that's why he drove the NBA commissioner, Adam, um, Adam Silver, Adam Silver mm-hmm. and said, hey, we want – all the NBA arenas to be polling places. We want to have voter registration drives. Yeah. We want to do this and do that. It's a it's a testament to the fact that, like I said, LeBron is the type of person 
who's actually going to walk the walk and talk that talk that talk and back that talk up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Stephen A, in my opinion, can go somewhere and sit the f down because I can't use the f word, <laughs> but he can go sit. He can go sit the f down somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? While I'm trying to spew these. These so-called uh, sources have told me, you know, it's shut up, Stephen. Right. I mean, what's the point? What's the point of that? And also, he I mean, I guess he forgot to report that the only two teams that actually voted to actually boycott the NBA playoffs was one, the L.A. Lakers and the L.A. Clippers, two two of the top teams in the league right now. So they vote. They actually voted to actually, you know, put their money where their mouth is and walk the walk. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He, he ain't reporting on that. No, because he got his own, you know, his own. Whatever you, his own, I'm like, come on, man. Well, you gotta, you also fix your hairline. That's what I'm gonna tell him. Oh, that's that starts in the middle of his head. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you got a forehead, you got a five, five head. head. No, I mean, honestly, with Stephen A, like, you got to remember who it is you're talking to. Okay, there are people who break the news, like Geraldo Rivera. Uh, what's the guy from CNN? Uh, not Wolf Blitzer, the other dude. Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. Mm-hmm. You got people that are actually on the ground and making shit happen. Mm-hmm. And then you've got idiots like Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got guys like Stephen A. Smith who sit back and talk about shit. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So you have to take in you he's, have to take in consider head. Yeah, you gotta take in consideration who you're talking about or, or or what their job is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 I don't I don't pay any attention to Stephen A. I mean, every now and when he says something good about my Eagles, I'll pay attention. But other than that, I don't really care what he says. Yeah. I mean, I, when it comes to the NBA, I don't listen to anything that he says. Yeah. Um, so moving right along, we um, the uh, Republican National Convention just wrapped up. And uh, I'm <laughs> I know this is, I know Rob was watching every night I'm gonna sip this tea. Sip that tea, brother. Uh, Rob was watching every night. But there was there was a um, a uh, decent am- amount of speakers, uh, and and honestly, if you want to be honest, if you want to be real, there was there was a decent amount of diverse speakers up on that stage, right? Um, but there was also some uh, <laughs> some interesting individuals. I'm not gonna say nothing, you know. But people like, you know, Kimberly Guilfoy with her. We talked about this earlier, ah, yelling and all this stuff, you know, which is yeah. which is crazy. But uh, yeah, so the RNC. Uh, just, just you know, wrapped up the convention. Do you think that this is going to be a bump for Trump? Uh, which, what's your guys' opinion? Well, my opinion. Um, no, nah, go ahead. For, I'm gonna I'm let I'm let doctor. No, 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 no. I want you to talk about it. I want you to talk on it. All right, my well, go ahead and mute my mic so I can go ahead and just sit back and watch <laughs> this exchange. So you had Herman Cain speak. Uh, 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 Herman Cain. I'm, I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, Herman Cain's dead. <sighs> Oh my goodness! Why? Yeah, you, I was, boy, I was you, just checking to see if y'all were. We were paying attention. I was like, we looked at you like. Yeah, I was like, I was just checking to see if I got like a a, a glance or a stare or something. Nah, man. Come on, <laughs> y'all was just like, yeah, Herman King was there. Well, no, nah, but um, no. Real, realistically speaking, I take I take these conventions for what they are. They're they're nothing but gigantic circuses in the middle of the field where everybody runs around in circles and pats each other on the back. And, and makes everybody feel good about the grand poobah. And the grand poobah is Donald Trump. You know, and that's just really what it is. I think um, throughout, you know, there was several several speakers uh, throughout the week that made some pretty good talking points. Um, I don't think that anything was there, you know, too overly grandiose. You know what I mean? I think that uh, some people had some good points. Um, Tim Scott, you know, I think there was, uh, you know, the woman that, uh, I can't remember what her name is, but her husband was a retired captain from, 
uh, St. Louis Police Department. Police captain. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was he was yeah. killed in his last days on this earth. Were basically uh, Facebook lived across the planet. Like there was a couple of really heart wrenching and heart you know touching moments. Um, you know, and then of course I heard Donald Trump speak. And so I think that he had a lot of really good points. There was a couple of things in there that I called bullshit on. Um, but overall, I think that, um, you know, we had a really good convention. And I think as of the end of the convention, which I believe was Thursday, um, you did see and you have seen, and I'll, why I do not believe in poll numbers at all, you have seen a bump in the polls. But what you're actually watching is you're actually watching the polls actually get closer together. So you, man, what poll are you looking at, man? I mean, you've got uh, the Rasmussen polls. You've got the Pew. Rasmussen polls. has a forty-seven to forty, right? Well, that they're they're not that far apart. I mean, plus or minus three, I believe it is. Um, it's 40, forty-seven to forty. Forty-seven to forty. So, and then you've got the Pew, Pew Research, mm-hmm. um, and I think they might even have it a little bit tighter. So while 40, I don't forty-seven forty, well, it's got to be one or the other. For, so so Rasmussen has forty-seven forty. Pew, I think it was 48, no, 46 to, it's 46 something. I can't remember. But, but I'm not a firm believer in polls anyway. No, I don't I'm think just, anybody should believe in the polls and get out and vote. Yeah, but, I'm but, not but, a big, but, but, all right, can I, can, can I, can I live? <laughs> can I be great? I've been quiet. I've been quiet. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, man. I'm letting you. So, so what I'm saying is, is I mean, your original question, Trent, was, you know, about the polls and, the, you know, was there a bump or whatever. I think that they're, the, the polls are actually closer together, if you believe in that stuff. I don't. But, you know, I do still read them. So um, everybody reads something they don't agree with, you know. But I'll turn it over to Ron. So, look, um, first he, of all, he, he Rob. Seems like he's got white stuff in the corner of his mouth. So he's he's he's, he's foaming at the mouth to, to just jump out there and say, F Donald Trump. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay. I'm not going to oh, do that. Really? I'm, I'm not going to say F Trump. Don't no? I, I, I ain't going to say that. Oh wow. Probably said it in the past, but I ain't going to say that. Somebody write this down. Write that, that down. But look, let me let me let me <laughs> let me let me jump to the chase. Okay. All right. So, one thing I want to call you out on oh. is you're all of a sudden walking back what conventions are. I, okay? I walk forward. I don't. No, 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 no. You walk it back because no. last week when DNC had their convention, we came on here with Miss Chris. You said I didn't hear anything. They spe- they didn't talk about what they're planning to do and this and this and that and da 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 da. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, you know what? We got to take conventions for what they're for. This is the problem that I have with people <laughs> like you. Hey, Rob, come did on, you say man. That? You said that last week, and now all of a sudden it's okay. They didn't. I mean, they said this. It's all about just boosting the person up. I said the same thing last week, and you you blew me up talking about some da da da. You know what? You Democrats are nothing but you know uh, you're, you're just taking in all the damn Kool Aid and all this other stuff. And now now when the tables turn, you're sitting here. The you're tables relaxed. are turned. Yes, the tables are turned. You're sitting back. You're like, oh well, you know, it's just That's because I know we're going to win the election. I'm cool. Don't nobody know. I'm cool, nothing, baby, man. And I got. Mm, For the people that don't know, I got these pages. Oh, oh, 14 pages. I I got one question. Hold on. No, no. You ain't got no questions right now, player. This is my turn. This is my time, player. This is my time. I don't want you to have a stroke. No, please. Come on. Let me have this time, though, I care about you, Let me have this time. Please, my brother. You got it. Let me have this time. I just care about you. I let you have yours. Okay. Come on, man. I got 14 pages of fact checks. 
from the first two nights. Let me drink my That's tea. not even the last two nights. Let me drink my tea. First two nights, all right? You, do you want me to go through? I don't want to go through all of them. I want you to go through every <laughs> single word. We don't have time to go through all of them. <laughs> then why'd you print out 14 pages? <laughs> because it's just called research, man. It's, it's called research and actually looking up the facts, man. Just name, just name two or three. Just, just, just go through two Come on, come on. Let if me, I don't let me. hear them, that doesn't make you right. So they, okay, right. go through two or three of them. All right, so let me, let me, let me, let me pull up some. Let me pull up something. Let me look through these pages. <laughs> I Tim love, Scott. I love this shit. Tim Scott. You yes. killed a whole tree. <laughs> yeah, he did. Tim Scott. Wiped out a forest. Tim Scott said, uh, sure did. <laughs> <laughs> when the staples got extra paper. <laughs> Tim, Tim Scott. Once again, to clean up Joe Biden's mess, President Trump signed into law historically high funding for HBCUs, mm. as well as a bill to give him permanent, them permanent funding for the first time ever. Mm. That's an exaggerated statement. Exaggerated statement. Most previous presidents, Mr. Trump has been generally uh, supportive of historically black universities and colleges, but Mr. Scott is giving him outsized credit. Okay, he's wrongly suggesting that Mr. Trump reverse the funding policies of the Obama Biden administration. Federal funding for those institutions have increased under Mr. Trump. I give you credit, but the program predates what the president's. Uh, predates presidents by decades and funding is appropriated by Congress. So essentially, if you have a Congress that works for you or, or a Senate that works for you, they can get that shit done. Okay. All right. So historically black colleges and universities also receive hundreds of millions of dollars in funding annually under Obama administration. Funding ran out last September, September casualty under the uh, broader fight in the Senate about education policy. So, if we're going to talk about facts, man, put it all out there. So what you're saying in that in that bill exaggerated right there, statement. All right. So what you're telling me is that Donald Trump statement. did not exa- no. <clears throat> Sorry. So my bad. so Donald, what you're saying is is that Donald Trump did not do what he said he did. He negotiated an agreement with HBCUs so that they could secure I- permanent funding every year from this year forward, or whenever that was signed from that point forward. That's what he claimed. That's mm. what he said that he did. Mm. He, he's a negotiator. That's what he said he did. Mm. So while what you printed out was absolutely mm. true, that, Trump, that, that HBCU funding was and has always been continued through the Obama administration the entire eight years, it ran out just as Donald Trump took office, and Donald Trump took it a step further. Mm. Okay. All. all right. Got you. All right. So another one. Exaggerated statement. Uh, <laughs> your boy. <clears throat> Trent Vernon Jones of Georgia. Democrat. Yeah, yeah, Trent. <laughs> yeah, yeah Trent. Democrat, a Democrat hey, from Georgia. Boy. State representative said he ended once for talking about Trump. He ended once and for all the policy of car, of incarceration of black people, what? Mm. Which has decimated our communities, caused by no other than Joe Biden. Democrats wouldn't do it. Another exaggerated statement. So he's talking about the First Step Act. Bipartisan bill signed in 2018 by Trump, and we all agree that it was a significant piece in the legislation that made reforms to sentences in federal prison. But as the title indicates, activists see it as they start on criminal justice reform. However, the Sentencing Project, a group that advocates for reducing incarceration on the law's one-year anniversary, said it applauds the bill. Okay, so we all we all get that. All right, so it was wrong to blame Mr. Biden, who supported the Senate version of the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act of 1994 for uh, mass incarceration. States began passing harsher sentencing laws in the 1970s and 1980s when what? Crime was at one of its highest and peak, peaks levels in history, right? The, the late 1980s, early 1990s. So 
the black community, hold on, the black community asked legislation for a law in order to put people in prison. You cannot tell me that black mayors and governors at the time did not support it because uh, many did. When? In the 1990s. The hell's that got to do with yesterday? No, no, no. We, we, see, 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 here we go. Here, here, here we go. And what we're talking about here, drop. I want you to read that first sentence, though, about uh, that, that what um, I was Vernon. telling you to wait. Oh, oh, but you got you got to go ahead. Well, Ver, Vernon said, don't 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 put baby in a corner. Go ahead and read that first <laughs> for the first sentence. Yeah, because of what Vernon said about he said he ending. He said he ended once and for all the policy of incarceration that's, of black that's, people, that's which not, has decimated our community. And, and, and that's, like that's, I said, an, that's, that's inaccurate. That's an accurate that's statement. And, and, and Rob, you, Rob, you 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 can say that. That's that's who said that. Vernon said that, right? Uh, yeah, he said Okay, so because it comes out of Vernon's mouth or the sentence, what's the name of that profit organization? The sentencing the something innocent or other? Pro- Oh, yeah, what was this? Uh, what was the name of the organization that you just read? Oh, you're talking about the, uh, the sentencing, sentencing something? Project. Yeah, so because they said it makes it true? My, not, not, what? I don't, no. think, I don't think anybody's saying that, but they, they applauded the fucking bill. What are you talking about? They applauded the bill. <laughs> okay. No, no, I mean, yeah, you, 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 you ain't got it. <laughs> no, you I'm saying, it. I'm saying. Yeah, his, his, no, what I'm saying, what I'm saying. What you saying, Rob? What I'm saying Waples. is that just because somebody who disagrees with the president or probably takes something that he said out of context doesn't necessarily make it true. Yes, Don, or Joe Biden did uh, 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 sign up for or whatever the name of the act was in 1994. And yes, there were people that were incarcerating people, including Kamala Harris. Let me let me keep let me keep going. Not Iraq in, war, not, not in the nineties. <laughs> hey, Lenny, hey, Lenny Wood, come for me. Wasn't the attorney general hey, back hey, in the nineties? Hey, no, bro. She hey, was Wood. a senator like all the way back to like two thousand and something. That's how much I hey, know about Kamala. No, Harris. bro. Yeah, she only, she's, she's, a, she's, she's only been a senator for what two years? Yeah, something like that. Look, look, look I, I got one more. I got one more. This Iraq war. Lenny <laughs> Wood. Lenny Wood. Obama. Lenny Wood. Come for me. The greatest president of all time. I'm sorry. Continue. Lenny Wood. Come for me. I said it three times. Come for me. I'll, t- I'll see you later. All right, so <laughs> who? Who's that? Who's he, this? Rob, Rob know who he is. <laughs> he, he, he in the comments. I just want to say, from, I love look, you, House. <laughs> I don't. I can't yeah, stand you. Uh, yeah, I know look, you can't. Iraq war. Trump noted that Joe Biden voted for the Iraq war in an attack on uh, Biden's record. Facts first. This will miss the important context when we talk about this because we all talked about the false or the lack of information that came from the intelligence agencies regarding the Iraq, the Iraq war, right? <laughs> right? So when we talk about why he's a that he's he's you know Trump is correct in the fact that uh, uh, Biden did vote for the award um, back in uh, two thousand two or two thousand one, Trump didn't mention that he he himself expressed uh, extensive support in two thousand two and two thousand three uh, for uh, the Iraq war during his interview with Howard Stern and others. So. Like I said, if we're gonna call if we're gonna call people out. We gotta call people out. Trump did support the Iraq War, and he was not privy to a lot of the information that the politicians were at the time. So I give I give him a pass, but don't call Joe Biden out like he, you know, was the only one that voted. So did for Hillary Iraq Clinton. War. Yeah, and and, and right. a lot of and, 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 and you see and, what happened and, to that? She got what? You beat had a, down. And, and, she lost. <laughs> you had a Republican. No, so did John John McCain. He had a Republican president, he yeah. and he got his ass handed well, to him. You got a Republican president. Well, where's a, here's, here's, a Republican here's, president at the time that 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 put that information out there, right? Yeah. All right. So he supported it. His the Secretary of Defense supported it. Secretary of State supported it. Everybody supported it, minus a handful of people. So you, Rand you, Paul, you, but you you're calling out him because, like I said, Barack all Obama. these people. 
If I hear one more person say Barack Obama was the person that started this Iraq war, I'm going to slap him. No, no, no. And no I, Barack said, Obama no, said, started the Iraq support, war. Right? Yeah. But, you know, no, I've heard, no, no, I've no, heard no, Trump supporters say that this this Iraq war was started by Barack Obama. We've I've, been over there. I've, we know Barack Obama didn't start this. Yeah, yeah well, you know, you got some Trump supporters in your, in your circle that, that believe I that. I can't that speak shit. for them. I can't really speak for them. No, Ron. You got it. I thought I heard you. No, I said Barack Obama because I thought I heard you say only a few people didn't support the Iraq war. And the he said Rand Paul because Rand Paul didn't, right? Hell no, Rand Paul ain't for that. Gen- right? For the game. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he's anti-war, but but also Obama didn't support it either when he was so. You know what? You when remind a, me. You remind me of a a black version was, of Rand Paul because he's such an independent. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, he I, is. I was such, a huge fan of his dad, Ron Paul. I, uh, I, I would have voted for Ron, Ron Paul. Paul was a man. But yeah. uh, you you remind me a lot, Trent, of of Rand Paul, like that just middle of the road. Like this is what's right. This is what's wrong. F what you think. This is what we need to do. Like, he has been against Trump probably 50, 50 60% of the time. Yeah. I mean, he's called, he definitely called him out a few, a bunch of times. Yeah, for sure. Especially when it comes to, to any type of uh, oh, well, inc- let, increase. Let's, let's give the floor back to Ron so, with his yeah, research. So, 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 essentially, the RNC was just like the DNC, full of, let's praise this guy, let's boost this guy up. Yet you criticize no, me for taking a back seat. Motherfucker, what? Whoa. Oh, what? Because, look, I, I, only, reason, only reason I said it is because... Sorry, Kennedy. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. The only reason I say that is because... I'm sorry, Kimberly, Ashley, and Addison. No, the only reason I the only reason I say that is because last week, like I said, man, you sat up here and you blew up at me and Crystal for sitting here supporting the DNC. I'm not, I'm not sitting here blowing you up for supporting you. I'm just saying, man, look, a lot of the lies came out of the first two nights. They'll disarm you, empty the prisons, lock you in your home, and invite MS-13 to live next door. <laughs> and the police aren't coming when you call. Representative how, Matt how Gates. How awesome would that shit be? Representative that Matt Gates. That would be absolutely great. This is, what, this is what they said at the RNC. Oh, Lord. Matt Gates said this. Wait, what? Well, well, it's Matt saying, Gates. So you got to take Matt, Matt Gates said at, this. First but of all, it's Matt, had to be it had to be approved by somebody in the RNC that's going to say it. Man, look, that's what I'm talking about, man. Y'all, Matt, y'all, the RNC it, was full of fear mongering stuff. Like we gotta make sure these people are scared and let them know but, but that Democrats what, listen, listen. are going to fear and they're not going to. But come what, on. What, what, on I, I love it when he makes that voice. It's just hilarious. Can I speak? Can I? Can I speak? Can I speak? Here's the thing, guys. That's. You're not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. MS-13. Come on. Here's the thing. Both parties have their tactics. Exactly. Right? I was trying to explain to him last week. Democrats have have their tactics. We are perfect and and as pure as the driven. No, sir. And Republicans have their tactics. And and Republicans are playing on the same thing that got them the, the, the White House. And in the Senate, right, in 2016, it's fear mongering. That's their that's their tactic. And it, and they're good at it. It worked. It worked in 2016. If you don't vote Republican, aliens are going to start twerking on the White House. Walls. <laughs> we cannot have that. So you have to put, put, remember our, a vote for the RNC is a vote for you. Don't have no don't have sexual relations in your dreams. You're going to yes. get a you're going to get demons. endometriosis <laughs> with demons. Hold on. What did you just say? Hey, hey, endometriosis. Look. That's what she said. <laughs> she said that. She said if you she said. One of the uh, uh, one of the reasons why you get endometriosis is because you had sex with demons in a dream. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's that's your girl. Hey, look, yo, we, we, oh, she's uh, my girl we, now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look, when we uh, come back out of this commercial break, man, we we gotta definitely hit on uh, the current events of today, man. It's gonna be t- it's it's gonna be tough. Tough. Um, y'all tune in. Y'all yeah. stay tuned, man. We we got we got to run to commercial. 
Are you still searching for clothes in your closet? Looking for that summer outfit, maybe that fall outfit? Well, hit up my man at Shades of Faces. Shades of Faces has some of the tightest urban swag out there. You can hit him up on Instagram or Facebook, Shades of Faces, and tell my man that Comfortable Being Uncomfortable sent you. Doc Ronnie Mac, yo, I just had to stop by to drop this nugget on you all. If you're looking for some comfortable active wear that you can wear to the gym, around the house when you're cleaning up, or when you're in the street running errands, you need to shop at Recovery Athletics. All you have to do is go to www.recoveryathletics.com to get both women's and men's fashionable and functional apparel. Even sweeter, yo, it will not break the bank. You know why? Because we're running a 35% off promotion. All you have to do is use code RA35 at checkout and you will get 35% off your entire order. Now, come on. Top brands can't even top that, yo. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> we had some technical difficulties that we're trying to manage over here. <sighs> yeah. All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, um, let y'all know that we all seen uh, some of the issues that happened in Kenosha and raised a lot of red flags. Um, a lot of people have said that, you know, this is a, this is the things that people said was going to happen. Uh, Rob, I like to think that uh, you mentioned that uh, a few times that, you know, when the black community started taking up arms or uh, started fighting back, it's going to be a problem. Well, we had a militia. Well, we, had, we all know Jacob Blake was shot in the back seven times, right? It, the uh, information still remains seen, unseen whether or not um, – he was ha- he had a, a weapon or not? Uh, supposedly a knife. Uh, either way, uh, Mr. Blake was walking away from the police, and the question remains: At what point was he an imminent threat? And Rob, you have uh, more years of uh, extensive re- uh, background in law enforcement, so I, I, I gotta I gotta go to you and and get your take on this. Well, you know, I watched the videotape, and I've watched it a thousand times. And you can see that the police officers had their guns out and pointed at, you know, Mr. Blake while he was walking around the front of his car. At what? And just like you said a second ago, at what point in time does this man present a threat to you? Why do you have your gun out of your holster when this man is unarmed? Because I didn't see anything in his hands. I saw nothing in his hands. He's in front of a vehicle, and he's got his three sons inside the car. At what point in time does he present such – you have to – look, there's a thing in law enforcement called the force continuum. And in the force continuum, it's a ladder, if you will, or steps going up in, into the heavens or whatever. On the very first rung is verbal, you know, you know meeting the individual on a, on a verbal-to-verbal confrontation. 
From that point there, it goes up to you issuing, issuing orders. So now you've gone from one step to another step. You're going up the force continuum. So at the next step, you know, you're issuing verbal orders. They're, they're refusing your commands. So then you take it to the next level. There's nothing in law enforcement that states that a, law, a police officer has to fight fairly. There is no law. That's why officers work undercover. There is no such thing as having to be on the same level as your suspect. But at the same time, you have to prove from one level to the next that your justification to ascending to the next level was justified, that it is a justified thing. Every way, uh, from watching that video, they they tried to murder that man in front of his kids. Mm. How much of a bitch do you have to be mm. with a badge on your chest mm. to not tackle a man to the fucking ground that you think is an imminent threat to yourself or someone else? And take it upon yourself Mm. to take a couple of stitches to do your damn job. Instead, you decide to shoot a man in his back seven damn times. They blew out his damn spine. You understand what I'm saying? And, oh, oh well, he had a knife. Shit, I've got a knife on me right now. I'm not a threat to any damn. Man, hold body. up, get out the house, bro. I, yeah, I, I, I just bless with you. Hey, I got security. <laughs> you know, but at the same damn time, I mean, how much of a bitch do you really have to be that you can't take a couple of stitches? I mean, we're all veterans here. We've all taken stitches, bloody noses, busted lips. We've fallen down the side of mountains while we're doing nighttime land navigation. You know what I mean? We've all taken some scrapes and bumps and bruises, and that was before we even made it to combat. You know what I mean? We all take a little bit of a sacrifice. Parents out there, you know, if you're a mom or you're a dad, or if you're expecting a child, you're willing to sacrifice almost everything up to and including your life to protect the people that you care about. You don't understand what I mean? So if you're, you got that badge on your chest, you have an oath, not to the con- just to the Constitution, but to the people that you're sworn to protect. And so at what point in time does being, being a little ho-ass cop, and that's really what it comes down to, you're going to hide behind that badge. I had an incident not too long ago where I had a couple of police officers come to my house. And this fucking kid literally stood up there and told me, well, we need you to do this, so you need to, you know, we know you used to do the job. And it was six of them. Standing on my front step because they're that terrified of me. Like I'm some sort of threat. And I'm, I'm the one that called you. Yeah. Oh, well, you, we need you to do this, that, and the other. And they said, you know, help us help you. I told him, I said, listen here, son. While you were swimming around in your daddy's balls, I was wearing the same, <laughs> I was wearing the same fucking badge that you've got on your chest right now. The manual that you follow is the manual I help fucking write. So do me a favor. Don't tell me how to do my damn job. Figure out how you can do yours better. And that's, just, that's what it really comes down to. They tried to execute this man in front of his damn kid. I don't give a damn if he had a pocket knife in his hand. If he had a pocket knife in his hand, then, yeah, you should have tackled him to the damn ground. It was a whole slew of cops. I mean, stop being a, stop being a little bitch. Yeah. Stop being a bitch. That's it's really what it comes down to. Yeah. I, hate, I hate this shit because I feel like as a black man, I have to defend black people, which I will until my dying breath. But at the same damn time, having worn the badge in, in four different departments in two different states, I have, feel as though I have to stand up for my brothers and sisters in blue, which I will do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was raised, I was raised by a, a police officer, and my uncle was one of the first black FBI agents. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I know what it takes. And it doesn't take this, you assholes. It doesn't take this. Yeah. Your job, your the job of law enforcement is to serve. You are to serve us. We allow you to exist. 
Okay, the general populace, the masses, we allow police officers and, and municipalities and sheriff's departments and, and, and municipal. We allow y'all motherfuckers to exist. Mm. OK, your job is to serve us. Mm. If I need my if my wife is on the side of the road with two screaming twins and it's raining outside and she's got a flat tire, get your ass out that car and change her tire. That's mm. your fucking job. Yeah. Excuse my language. That's 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 my that's your job. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to tell you like this, man. We know that this is going to be a very passionate segment. And um, I, I know, Trent, you, you, you've had, you know, you've been profiled, mm-hmm. uh, profiled. plenty of times. Oh, my I, goodness. We all been profiled. If you, if you look at me, I'll, you, I'll, would, you would I'll be profile, like. I'll profile you. <laughs> but if you, I mean, honestly, if you look at me, right, I mean, I'm not even close to look like a threat, bro. I've been profiled in a, in a suit going to work. My dude, you know what I'm saying? And I think here, here's the thing. This guy, he uh, apparently he was caught there. He uh, he went out there to, to break up a fight um, and whatever, you know, ensued or whatever. After that, I don't know. I guess there's other angles, whatever. But they they walked around the car with him. They followed him around the car with him with their guns before he can even get the car door open. Now, at any point, like you said, they got there at this point. They have their guns drawn and it. You can see he's all you had to do was grab the dude and pull him down. And you see the cop when he opens his door. You see the cop grab him by his his shirt or whatever. Yeah. You could have did that. They had earlier. They had his shirt they, while they were shooting him. Yeah, he yeah. held him while he shot him. Yeah. That, that, here's the thing, in his I, back. And, and you, Trent, you made a good point. You know, if you're going to grab him at the point that he started walking away from you, that's when you why grab not, him. Why not grab him then? Well, why wait I mean, till you, he gets? You're, you're a football player, and you know what they said. The coaches always told me, if you could touch it, you can catch it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, it's a, no, you're not lying. But like, it, you wait until he gets to the vehicle. Yeah, yeah. opens that, puts his hand on the car or uh, handle door handle, opens it up, and then you say, "Oh, he's a threat." Yeah. No, a- a- now he's a now he's a threat because yeah. now see see here's where my mind is all over the place because the police chief of Kenosha and f him, get him out of there, Kenosha, Milwaukee. Green Bay, all y'all march over to Kenosha and get his ass out of there because he deserves he, – he does not deserve to wear a badge at all. He is what's wrong with policing right now. And we'll get to talking about uh, the 17-year-old and apparently this police chief support of what the 17-year-old did. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But this man, they, they said that he had a knife. On him? No, 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 no. He told them he had a knife, but but before he even got to the car, he told them he let them know that he had a knife. He didn't say he just he told him he had. So like before he opened the car door, apparently he told them he had a knife. At that point, you could have just grabbed him and be like, "All right, for for we feel we feel you know for our safety." He's refusing my commands. He says that he's armed. I'm tackling him to the ground and handcuff him for his safety and mine. Just boom. That's it. Game over. That's it. That's it. That's all you have to do before then, he then even the, walked the around are, his car. Yeah, then the kids are crying in the car because they just watched daddy get tackled by two cops, but daddy's still alive. Exactly. Right. Well, he's still alive. He he's just still paralyzed alive. He's now. Still he's just not going to be the same. Barely. Yeah, he's, he's not going to be the same. Well, he woke yeah. up, and, and, and for, you know what the first thing he said was, why they shoot me so many times? Yeah. I mean, dude couldn't even shot him once. I'm like, dude, seven times? Seven times. While you know, you're holding him? You know, one of the things that I always did like was... Like, he's a fucking dog, man. Yeah. One of the things that I always did was, I always, I always like, if I missed a football game on on Monday, if my team won or lost, I never tried, 
I never like going back and Monday morning quarterbacking shit. But now that I have like so much extensive years in law enforcement and, and those years are over for me, mm-hmm. I feel like we're watching this dumb shit go on every single, you know, every time I turn on the news, it's always something else that's dumb that a cop did. Yeah. Mm. And it just, it really comes down to, and there's a couple of police officers that I know and respect highly. And we had a conversation and you know what he told me? He says, how can you change a mindset? You can't, it, it's hard to retrain police officers that have been trained in a specific manner yeah. mm-hmm. because now these guys have graduated and it really goes all the way back to the academy. Mm-hmm. You have to change the curriculum in the academy yeah. now so yeah. that the officers that you graduate, graduate with a mindset that is necessary for today, the 21st century. That that 18th yeah. century, 19th century, you know, us versus them. There's only one gang in this town, and we all wear blue. That type of men's mindset is going to end up because I'm going to tell you what's going to fucking happen. What's going to end up happening is you're going to end up you, you. And I'm talking to you, police officers out there that's watching this right now. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna play around one day, and you're going to do something that you think that badge is going to allow you to get away with, and somebody's going to catch your ass on camera. And you're going to start a revolution in this country. Well, you're going to uh, well, you're going to watch people start bodying cops left and right. Watch. Well, I mean, it start, it's already starting to happen. It's already starting to happen. I mean, like Baton, da- Rouge. Baton Rouge. Exactly. I could go on and on and on about officers it's, that are paying the prices that you guys are out here fucking doing. You're out here acting like that badge gives you carte blanche to treat people like shit. What you don't understand is, is that if somebody catches you on camera and they broadcast that across the planet and you know how rumors travel, they travel faster than the truth. Guess what? You're going to be responsible for winding up getting somebody that, that we that really does care about the public killed. It's already happening. It's already, the, the, the thing is, it's already happening. Sorry. Right? I don't, I didn't mean to commandeer shit. No, I'm no, just, no, I do. You're, you're passionate. I, listen, and, I grew up in a household. My father, my father gave a shit. My father was a black man yeah. in Philadelphia in 1967. Mm-hmm. You have any idea how many clan rallies he had to fucking stand with his back to these guys wearing white robes yeah. in 1967 and 1968 after they killed Martin Luther King, yeah. after they killed Malcolm X, you know, and he had to protect these, you know, people. Pieces mm-hmm. of shit, yeah. you know what I mean? As a cop, yeah, and he's a black man, and they would like to string his ass from a tree just as much as anybody else would, you know what I mean? And I grew up in this household, yeah, and then I put the badge on my chest, and I go out here and I try to affect change the best way that I can, mm-hmm. and then now I'm standing here watching these people put this badge on their chest and put that gun on their hip, and now they feel as though they can roll up and down the highways and treat people like shit, yeah, and it doesn't matter what color you are. I've watched white people get their asses kicked by cops. Why? Because they looked at them crazy, yeah. It's unnecessary and, and 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 called for. So, do you think, Rob? Do you think that there should be a um? And this is this is what I've I've heard of of, of how do you change? How do you make reform in a police community? Right, the academy, uh, academy. Mm-hmm. So it all comes back to the academy. So, what about the people also that are, that have that have been years outside of the academy? What do you do with those individuals? Do you give them a straight? Because in my opinion, I'm like first Early of retirement. all, retirement. Everyone, everyone. Early retirement. I mean, I wasn't going to go that far, but I'm, I support that. Look, they got something in the police departments now called the drop program. Mm-hmm. You guys out there, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You, you can take the drop program and retire early. Go grab your little, you know, little racist ass kids and go out there on that farm and, <laughs> and ride them goats or some shit or whatever you guys do. Yeah. And leave the policing up to the professionals. Yeah. Because right now you ain't going to do nothing but mess around and get somebody killed. And then the next thing you know, there's going to be somebody crawling through your fucking window in the middle of the night. And trust me, that's not what you want. And, and I don't yeah. want that. And I 
don't want that for you. Yeah. But you're going to keep fucking around until somebody, my color, that's a fucking former Navy SEAL, a former Army Ranger, a former, the Delta Force. These guys are going to get tired and pissed. The guys Just that like killed they got him the, the guy, that, the guy in down Dallas. in Dallas, Army Texas, veterans. he was an Army veteran. He killed five police officers in less than a minute. Yep. Yep. You're going to keep fucking around until somebody gets tired of that shit, and then they're going to come see you, and by then I can't do nothing for you. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem is now, you know, saying you've got you've got so many people divided on on that or whatever. So then if that was to happen, right, and that gets pro and that gets, you know, put you know, pushed out into the media, now you got people coming in to support, you know, well, you shouldn't be killing police. Now we gotta come and, and as a militia and do this, whatever, then, and shoot. Then, then let's do what we do, baby. And, and I mean and, and, and like you said, it's gonna it's gonna kick off a, you know, something crazy, a war or whatever, and, and you know what's gonna be everybody just let's roll. Well see you could do that shit in Kenosha. You can't do that shit here. Oh, one hundred percent. Let me let me let me let me tell y'all. This something. was constant. So let me, let me do, tell y'all. Do that something. shit in Philly and see what happens. Yeah. Right. So let me tell y'all something. Shit in DC and see what happens. You ain't gonna so look, do that in DC. I looked, I looked at or Baltimore. <laughs> right. Yeah. I looked at I looked or Chicago or Chicago. <laughs> yeah. That's imagine why no federal that officers did not go to Chicago <laughs> because <laughs> they know. Imagine that shit. Yeah. So look, I looked at Kenosha uh, County PD's uh, use of force policy. Right. A couple things stood out to me. Their use of force policy is supposedly. Reviewed annually It was not reviewed since 2016 That's strike number one mm. Okay Strike number two Their use of pol- use of force policy Allows for officer discretion Or what it, they term Objectively reasonable To when In, in, in an instance When they Object- should use Objecting Objective obje- object- Objectively Objectively obje- Objectively Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, well, we're both fucked. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. both drunk. Yeah. But, 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 but reasonably reasonable. So does that be t- beyond articulable suspicion or beyond a reasonable so, doubt? So Those exactly. So you see what you just did, right? Right. You started asking yourself questions. Yeah. There's no determination. I went back to my academy. Training. Right. There's no determination in their policy that outlines what that term means. Well, and so when you have that, and, and I'm going to tell you from a policy expert uh, standpoint, mm-hmm. when you have that type of Definition. You have definition. The Kenosha PD has definitions all throughout their use of force policy for other things. But when it comes to that term, there's no definition. So you, what you're telling me is that it was blatantly left blank. Exactly. Blatantly left blank for the for the officer to determine what they can and can't do. discretion. Exactly. And now here's the problem. When you have this person going to court, because if they file charges and they, and they, 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 they go to court, He's going to get off. He's going to get off because of the policy. And so, of course, the way the policy was. Of course, what I did was I said, you know what? Let me pull up other counties use of force policies because they're public. Right. And every single one that I pulled up had issues with defining what was reasonable force. What office? They, a lot of a lot of rhetoric, or a lot of uh, term terminology in those use of force policies said officer discretion or uh, based on uh, the situation, situation type thing, dictated. and all this other stuff, all, all these other things. Right? It does not clearly identify what that means, and, and they, so it's like they intentionally leave it blank. You know what? Yeah. Here's here's something that I did notice that you know I didn't realize until I got to Charles County mm-hmm. that you know. They have this thing called CALEA. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. Mm-hmm. It's a certified, it's an agency that's independent. And what it is, is they go travel around the country and all they do is they certify 
independent or individual police departments according to their standards to to say that they are CALEA certified. Like, for example, Charles County Sheriff's Department is a CALEA certified agency. Okay, yeah. You understand? So, therefore, all their policies are clearly defined. All of their use, you know, this, that, and the, all this stuff is easily accessible, like the use of force manual. Mm-hmm. The entire administrative policies and stuff are spelled out in a three-ring binder that thick. Yeah. And the officers are determined, they're, they're, they're expected to know each and every one of those policies. How much do you want to bet? And CALEA is the, the, CALEA is the national standard for the Department of Justice when it comes <clears throat> to being a certified law enforcement agency. agency right. Right? So... How much do you want to bet that Kenosha is and and this Kenosha. is just a yeah, Kenosha. Kenosha. This is just a gamble on my part. I don't know, but I'm guessing just based off of what you told me. How much you want to bet that Kenosha is probably not a Kalia certified? Well, 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 let me let me tell you this. So yeah, state yeah. legislation is mm-hmm. is is being held right now in the Wisconsin State House. They need to do something so, so, in Wisconsin because they don't they don't require any of the law enforcement agencies in the county to wear body cameras. There's a legislate there's legislation out there right now in Wisconsin to mandate the use of uh, body cameras mm-hmm. and to articulate or to put out a state mandate or law as to what use of force means. Mm-hmm. The problem is they don't have that right now. So when you had the 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 attorney general for Wisconsin come out and do this press conference and he said the things he said that almost kind of contradicted what the DA from Kenosha said, it was like. You you could tell there's politics being played. Yeah, and then you had the police chief speaking of coming out with the 17 year old who who decided that he wanted to jump a a, a car ride from Illinois with his mom, a, reportedly Antioch, and, Illinois, and and, and 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 go to Kenosha to protect businesses and open fire on three protesters or or whatever you want to call them. It's mind boggling because now you got this police chief that's that's supporting. I don't want to say he's supporting them. But damn it, <laughs> the the writing is clear on the wall. But not not only by the, is by he the rhetoric supporting him, and, and a lot of you mofo's that are my Facebook friends, y'all support him too. There's a and goal. You can block me. yourself. You can block yourself and remove yourself from my friend list. I'm telling you that right now. He There's, doesn't mean that. There, there is no, a I really there, there is a GoFundMe for this dude. I so here's the thing. After after the shooting happened, right? I do exactly what I do when when things like this happen, right? I look at every single news outlet. You know who I went straight to? Breitbart. And I, yeah. and I and I want to and I want to read not the article I want to read the comments. Mm. And you got people out there that are like, "Yeah, he is a patriot. He is he. You know, he came out here to serve." The, none of these people who are supporters of the Second Amendment, right, have come out and said, "Well, it is illegal for a seventeen-year-old to have any firearm in the state of Wisconsin." Mm-hmm. They ain't saying that. They're just saying, hey, he had a rifle. He was going out there because he's a. And, and, and these are the words that they've been using. Law and he's a, he came out there to protect law and order. Right, mm-hmm. which if, no such thing, you're which, breaking the law. Which if you exactly, but here's the thing: nobody's saying that. Nobody, nobody's coming out against him and saying. I've, I've heard it. You know what I mean? I, from who? I've heard it from all over the internet. I've, I haven't heard, 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 heard. You heard what? I mean that that this kid deserves to be in prison along with his parents. I, I, but, but yeah, but here, here's the thing. yes, I have heard that on the internet, but but I haven't heard it on on mainstream media. And here's the thing: and and, and when I say mainstream media, right? Mm-hmm. I put. You know places like Breitbart. I put Infowars. Well, they're 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 playing politics. Yeah, and and, and right. that's what it is. Right, and that's the problem. Why do we have to play politics? But, all these different I, things. Like, come on, it's it's the, the, like I said, the writing is on the wall. 
but, with but you. also, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not yelling at you, Rob. No, just, no, no, but also, I wasn't done because here's the thing. Bad, because here's the thing, right? I don't know if, if you guys saw what happened last night in Portland. Yeah, a a white, uh, white Trump supporter, um, a a Trump supporter who was a, a member of the uh, uh, Patriot. Uh, what do they call him? Patriot Prayer, Patriot Prayer. Group, and yep. mm-hmm. uh, based out of Portland, was was shot and killed in in Portland last night. Wow! Right, and so and and despicable. A bunch of people, which which we should we condemn that as well. Despicable, one hundred percent. We condemn that, right? Despicable. But here's the thing: the thing is, right? If you after that, I never even heard of uh, Patriot Prayer. You know, you know, the first thing I did, I went and researched Patriot Prayer. They have been um, going out and agitating. And again, these protesters have been agitating things, right? And 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 Antifa and all those, if you want to call them that, right? Have also been doing a lot of agitating, and they're wrong, one hundred percent. I condone 100%, 100%. that, one hundred percent, right? Because I get, I, I because one, what it does is if it 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 cl- uh, clouds the message that people are trying to get out into into exactly. the rest of the thing, right? Yeah, I hate it's, when you make so much sense. It takes it takes, <laughs> but see, but, like, but, but like well, you said, it takes. I'm not finished. I'm, 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 it takes away from the. Um, the, the 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 Black Lives Matter movement because it gets grouped into it, take, it, it takes it gets away. grouped yeah. into the whole thing and, and not the Black Lives Matter organization the Black Lives Matter hashtag movement that we're talking about because exactly. I, because I think people need to also we need to make sure because again I'm not a look I'm not a huge supporter of the organization as it is right but I am a supporter of the movement which is Black Absolutely. Lives Matter which is I right. think per, and because I think you. A lot of that stuff gets clouded, and, I, and here's the thing. I so what I did was I went out to pr- the Patriot Prayer, and I researched them, whatever. And they've been doing exactly the same thing that the other side is doing. They ju- they're agitating. It's just they're both yeah exactly. And some and something's happening where they're feeding into this pro into this thing where they want something to happen. I'm not a, a conspiracy theory and, and uh, conspiracy theories and go out and say well there's a certain organization that's trying to push for a civil war or something. Right. But it's getting close. It's getting mm. damn close. It is getting close. And it uh gun sales have skyrocketed 85% in the last 2 months. Do y'all understand what that means? It has skyrocketed 85%. That is crazy. That means everybody is locking and loading. Everybody from from black people, Hispanics, white people, everybody's locking and loading because again, 85% gun sales have skyrocketed. That means everybody's ro- ready to roll. Hell yeah! Everybody, and so it's just oh man. Look, I'm oh. Listen, uh, as far as this seventeen-year-old kid is concerned, have you seen his mother? Did mm. you see the picture of his mother? No, uh. Uh-uh. His mother was dressed like she was a universal soldier. She looks like we could drop her in the middle of Iraq and she could solve that shit by herself. Oh, she was literally out there with him. Okay, that's the first thing. So when you have the Adam Sanza. Shit from from Sandy Hook, where mm-hmm. he stole, he killed his mother. Yeah, yeah, got into the safe, stole those weapons, went to the elementary that's school, what this and kid, ki- yeah, yeah. That's basically how this type of shit gets started. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. This is how it gets started. He winds up doing something, but he's being pushed by his mom. Yeah, across state lines. He's seventeen years old. He should. The only thing that he, the only time he should ever touch an AR fifteen. Is when his mother, whoever owns it, is standing there with him at the range. Yeah, you got this kid walking up and down the damn street like he like he owns the goddamn block. Yeah. Okay. So number one, he belongs to be in prison. Mm-hmm. All right. Secondly, his mother belongs to be in prison because she furnished Ooh. him with the yeah. firearm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, hold on. There's there's disputes. Uh, there's disputes saying that uh, he he his, he he picked up the firearm when he got to Kenosha. 
Well, the DOJ, the DOJ. Well, then, apparently that's the a DOJ. whole other issue then. Yeah, apparently the DOJ is saying that uh, he picked up the weapon when he got the Kenosha. I don't, I don't know. trust the DOJ falling like and throw <laughs> anybody in this room. Okay, First but of wait all. a second, wait a second. All right, so if he, all right, let's say, for example, you and I get in a car. I have an AR-15 and you do not. Mm-hmm. We drive from here to Washington, D.C., and when we get out the car, you walk over and you pick up the AR-15. You still broke the fucking law. Yeah, you can't even have the. Who so gave him the AR-15 in Wisconsin? Matter. It's illegal for a seventeen-year-old to have one. So who pick, gave him that? Exactly. So, <laughs> so uh, not only that. Do you have you ever heard of a law called permitting violation? Uh, C. Per- <laughs> All right. So permitting violation is basically if I let you borrow my car and I know that the tags are suspended, mm-hmm. and you go out and get pulled over, I'm going to wind up getting a. I'm going to wind up getting a ticket. In the mail, and so are you. So permitting violation, basically all this bullshit applies. So in my honest opinion, I think that this kid belongs in prison. I think that the the, the two the two protesters that got bodied by this kid, yeah. I mean, they just should have been, picked a better target. But, you know, at the end of the day, the kid belongs in jail, and so does his mom. So his mom is a Karen. Okay, moving on. <laughs> it's the Well of the Week with Rob. <laughs> You look like a cat. No, no, stop. Please stop. Stop. Just don't ever do that again. Don't ever do oh, that. Oh, wait, you don't like my twerking? No. Hey, like- <laughs> help me, Ron. Yo, that joy be yo, that joy be hidden, bro. bro. I had to, I had to I had all to. I know all I know is this mofo said twerking. <laughs> and mine the same sentence. <laughs> so for while uh, Rob's wow of the week, we have a video here if you want to go ahead and start rolling. Oh man. And that's your problem. And that's your problem. Oh, and not That is your motherfucking problem. Then you're no you. Oh, I'm getting you pissed out. I'm getting you pissed out. Because that is your shit. I'm getting you pissed out. Oh, I ain't checking shit out, bro. I ain't checking shit out, bro. I ain't checking So here we have we have Karen. And Karen has uh, taken it upon herself to get out of her car in the drive-thru and start screaming the nah, nah, nah. Now, I'm a big fan of Master P. I don't know about y'all, but... <laughs> uh, you know, make you say, And that joint hit hard, you know what I mean? So, I mean, she picked the right song, but my man just, yo, one of the dudes came out and he was like, yo, you out here with your titties on? <laughs> He said, "This species that we got here, yo, it was that, that killed me. That oh, that right there, I, 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 I tell good. you, I tell you what, when he when he pulled out that crocodile uh, Dundee yeah. voice, yeah, and then so. said, look at this snow bunny right here, yeah. like, like, bro, come on, man, yeah, that was snow bunny right here. Like, yeah. hey, what's wrong so, with people, man? I, everything." <laughs> So I want to give a shout out to uh, to Karen here. I mean, we just we love y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all we love all the constant Karens. entertainment. We love all the Karens, <laughs> all the Karens. She gets the wow of the week. Mm-mm-mm. You get the wow of the week, Trent man, huh? Uh, <laughs> 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 we got uh, we know you know what time it is. <gasps> 
It's confession time with Trent B. All right, so we have a. Uh, this is actually a special confession letter, or whatever. And actually, our good man, uh, Doc Ronnie Mack, is actually going to read this, whatever. And it's a it's a letter, right? Is this, was, what yeah. So yeah. what we did was um, with everything going on, um, and we, as black men, sitting on this panel, uh, we felt that. There is a, a a point where we have to come out and kind of you know uh, talk about some things that are tough. And we in the last segment we were talking about this Black Lives Matter movement. Jacob Blake getting shot, uh, the seventeen year old shooting some uh, pro- protesters, and uh, Trent. You also mentioned the uh, the Trump supporter being shot and killed. At at some point, we got to write a letter to ourselves, our younger selves, in a sense. And what one of the things I I I, I challenge these young men. And I say young men because, Rob, even though you say you're over 45 or over 40, you're still young to me. You know what I mean? And you're you you, you, you you're very intelligent and all this other good stuff. And I, I'm going to say that. Is there a point in here where I could smack the hell out of him or should I just like. You know, I tried to see what I'm saying. Can't give a motherfucking truck <laughs> compliments. <laughs> but no, but no. How but the hell real. is that a compliment? You're still young to me. Oh. oh. <laughs> You should call me Uncle Rob. <laughs> Uncle Rob. Oh, What's up? That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's a new name. I like that. I like that. I like that. Uncle Rob. I like that. I like that. I like that. That we can do that. Uncle Waples. We can do that. We can do that. Anyway, uh, I felt like you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna write a letter, and Trent and Rob, they're gonna do their uh, their their letters uh, over the week. But here goes a letter that I wrote, and it's titled "Little Black Boy." Dear little black boy, if I told you that 2020 would be a year where cops have shot people all but 17 days so far, you think I was lying. If I told you that you can't sit there on that stoop eating your popsicle because you might be a threat to someone who doesn't look like you, you think I was lying. If I told you that you can run around a park with a BB gun and get shot by the police, but your white classmate can walk past the cop with his real gun and hands up, you think I was lying. If I told you that when you get my age, you can have three kids and have a wife and drive down the road only to be pulled out your vehicle by six police officers and all five of you be placed face down on a burning hot asphalt, all because your license plate didn't match your vehicle type, you think I was lying. If I told you that you can sit in the car and watch your father be gunned down by the very same people he taught you to respect and call for help all because he walked away from them and he was black. You think I was lying. See, little black boy, I just showed you where your life will be in the great 2020. Bigots. Oh, wait. That's a word you haven't learned yet. But racist. Well, we can't call it. We can't say that because they didn't teach you that. People who don't look like you will hate you just because your skin is so different. They will be afraid of you because your skin is different. And they, and most importantly, they will feel threatened by you because Your skin is different. You see what I did there? I told you that your skin is different because nobody else will say it, but they will treat you as such. I'm sure you'll hear them say, just do as you told and you'll be on your way or don't fight back. Well, little black boy, don't care. They don't care if you do as you're told or not. But at the end of the day, little black boy, you can be the smartest, the fastest, well-rounded in any room you go in 
but to many, you are still different, all because of your skin. You can become a superstar athlete, and they will tell you to shut up and dribble. You, you can become a Rhodes Scholar, and they will say your education isn't good enough. You can become a doctor and have patients refuse your medical service all because you're different. Little black boy, it is never your fault. Hold your head up high and smile and never let anyone steal your joy. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, it's really depressing. <laughs> like, Man, I, it's, it's sad. sad. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's sad to think that this is where the youth that we have coming up, our little ones, you know, I'm I'm about to be a grandfather soon. Yeah, and and to think that I got to bring my granddaughter up in in this in this world, you know, going through and 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 feeling like this, you know, it, it's really really sad. And the worst part about it is is that those of us out here who are of age, we work so hard, we work so hard and put so many hours in and so much time in to make sure that our world didn't end up like the letter that Ron just just read. You know, and and here yet here we are. Yeah, you know it's it's very deep though. It's very I'll tell you like deep. this, man. When I wrote this letter, I had tears in my eyes, and a lot of people that know me, my family know me. I'm not a very emotional person. It's very hard for me to show emotions, and I, 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 there's a lot of things that go with that as to why I don't. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you like this. When I got I got nephews, right? I got nephews, and I look at them and I'm like, yo, like for real, like they can't even go outside without being, you know what I'm saying? Like we got to deal with this, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? As adults, yeah. And for a kid to have to deal with this shit, it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, people in North Carolina and Charlotte that know me, you know, y'all know I was a big time lacrosse player, man, big time star out in Charlotte, uh, lacrosse player. And I, I got called nigga all the time. Mm-hmm. I got called nigga all the time. And it didn't phase me because my parents taught me, you know, hey, just let that stuff roll off your back. We didn't see all the stuff that we have right now because social media wasn't big. Mm-hmm. But now these kids growing up, they got to see this social media stuff. They got to see this stuff. They're going to ask the tough questions to the parents. They're going to say, hey, daddy, hey, mommy, why is it this and this and that? Why is this happening? Why is this happening to people that look like me? And I can't, nobody can tell the kids why it's happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. and, it's, and, it, and it's tough, man. I, I, I can't even talk right now because, man. Mm. I feel you, man. I really do. I mean, it affects, man. The thing is, uh, between all three of us, man, it affects us in every, you know, you guys got, you guys, got, you know, got kids. And, you know, I, I, only, I only got, you know, nieces and nephews, right? So I can only speak on that issue, man. Like, one of the scariest things for me is having that conversation or, 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 or getting a phone call, anything that has to do with, especially my nephew who, you know, my niece and nephew that, you know, they're, um, you know, 18 and 16 and, uh, they are, and, and, and not to say anything is wrong, but I'm just, you know, with this, I'm just saying they were the only black kids at their high school. You know how the whole four years of their high school that I was worried being in DC, that something was going to happen. They were going to get, you know, a gut punch to them about what it is about with race. And you know what? And my nephew's a junior. I'm waiting for it. 
And that's the scariest thing in the world, right? Because he's he's not ready for it, bro. That's his thing. That's he's not should. ready for it, man. Like you said, man, everybody, you're waiting for it. It's anticipation, man. Yeah. We shouldn't be living like that. Yeah. We shouldn't be living like that. All right, John. Look, um, we're going to continue the conversation into our overtime segment. I appreciate y'all looking and watching in, man. Um, man, Rob. How can they reach you, man? How can they how can they find you? Catfish one. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> there you go. That's what I wanted. That's what I needed. I needed a smile from you guys. Um, you know, you can reach me at Donkey Faces and you can reach me at uh what the hell's my Donkey Faces and uh well the horse faces. Horse faces. <laughs> Which on one this. is it? <laughs> I got I got two I got two faces. I got a donkey. And I got a horse. Oh, so you got a you got an ass and a, a ass face. <laughs> well, it, if you really think about it, it's only half ass. Oh, oh you like oh. how I did that? Okay. okay, Trent man, how can they reach you, man? If they need to contact you, bleach. I mean, uh, Trent oh. Beef. Oh, wow. No. Let's see now. You fit, you fit into your own jokes. I mean, look, Rob is Rob's one that's obsessed, man. I heard what he was saying last weekend. Oh man, you can reach Trent at uh. What is it this week? Oh, Trent, Trent, Trent B. Franklin. Oh my God. <laughs> on Instagram, Trent B. Franklin. And that's about it. Now, I do have a whole bunch of uh, fake accounts, so uh, y'all don't know where I'm going to pop up at. But Trent B. Franklin is my main one on Instagram. All right. Well, y'all can reach them two clowns <laughs> at their designated locations. You can reach me on Instagram at DocRJ.5. You can also, also catch me on Twitter at RJSpeaks100. Uh, you can catch our show on Facebook and Instagram at comfortable2uncomfortable.talk. You can also check us out on Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. All you have to do is search uh, Comfortable Being Uncomfortable. You can check out our new YouTube channel. All you have to do is search uh, Comfortable Being Uncomfortable, the podcast. You can also, also check us out after this with our Q&A. All right, so stay tuned. Big shout out to our sorority sisters of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated and our frat brothers of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Until the next five minutes, we're going to be seeing y'all. Be out.